Glad you're back with us. This is what's true for everybody. It's experience number 61. And we're continuing our series, Seeing God in a Pandemic. And this is a series where we're talking to a variety of fascinating people about how even in the midst of COVID-19, God can show himself to us and bring about good things. And today we are excited and honored to have Lane Arakaki with us. Lane is a middle school teacher in Hawaii, and it is, it's just after 10 o'clock a.m. in Hawaii on a weekday, and this is Lane's seventh Zoom call of the day. Uh, Lane and I have been friends for a few years now. Uh, we've, we've worked together in a church in Colorado, and Lane is, uh, how do I describe Lane? Positive creative, fun, joyful, loving. Uh, he cares really deeply about people, which is no doubt one of the reasons there are so many pe people who care deeply about Lane. Uh, you may remember Lane, he was with us for Experience 14. This was over a year ago, and we talked about creativity. Um, and now we have Lane back. So on average, Lane, we have you about one every once every 31 episodes on this podcast or something. Lane, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. Are you Zoomed out yet? You know, I would normally say yes, but on a typical day in the last three weeks, I've been probably on a dozen or so Zoom calls a day. So <laughs> you're, you're right in the middle of my day. So it's, right. it's working out all right. How many do you have today? Do you know? Uh, after this, I have three more, scheduled three, three more. more. Okay. Okay. Um, Lane, before we get into the topic, uh, tell us just a bit about yourself. Tell us what you teach. Tell us uh, what it is you like to do when you're not teaching. And tell us your favorite part of living in Hawaii. All right. So um, I am currently a middle school math teacher. So I work with 11, 12, and 13-year-olds, teaching them their favorite subject of math. Um, so for the last two years, I've been super lucky to be teaching back home in Hawaii. Um, and this year I have had many more opportunities with my school. So I've been involved in, uh, leading the chapel service music there with my students once a month. Um, I've also been able to work on some leadership opportunities. And so I am also the seventh grade leader for all of the students and the teachers there. Um, and when I'm not teaching and when I'm not prepping for all those things, um, I love music, I love art, and uh, I have two awesome um, young family members. I have a niece and a nephew that I get to hang out with so much, um, and they are a ton of fun. Um, my nephew has recently discovered Fortnite and has recently been given permission by his parents to play it. Um, one of the conditions was that he has to play with people his parents know. So my nephew convinced all of his uncles to play Fortnite with him. So I have been playing Fortnite. <laughs> um, and then my niece, uh, she's awesome. She's uh, in preschool and we signed her up for dance classes a couple months ago that was my christmas present to her and so uh, she's just super fun tons of energy and we just have a great time um she loves to sing and dance the other day there was that disney sing-along yeah. special on tv and 
she basically sang and danced for the whole thing straight, even through the commercials. <laughs> it was great. Um, and then your last question. Oh, loving being home in Hawaii. Uh, the sun's been out these past couple of days. Nice. Uh, um, the other day we were outside for only two hours. And for some reason we walked away with some mean sunburns. So I think this quarantine isolation has made our skin really sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not used to being outside. So uh, love, love the weather right now, though. It's nice. Great. Good. So you were born and raised in Hawaii, um, took a hiatus, moved out to Colorado for mm, how many years was it? Uh, I went out for college plus teaching. So 14 years total 14 in Colorado. Years. And now for the last two, was, has it been? Just, just two years. Two years. You're back home in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So, well done. Awesome. Okay. First part of our conversation. For those of you just tuning into this series for the first time, uh, we have two parts to this conversation. First is how has this pandemic affected you, your life, your work, your routine? Uh, we've talked to a doctor, we've talked to a high school senior, and now we're getting to talk to a middle school teacher. And then the second part will be in the midst of all of that, how have you seen God? So, Blaine. Uh, how has this pandemic affected you, your life, your work, and your routine? And maybe before we get into teaching, um, around here, like Colorado, there, a doctor I interviewed last week anticipated or guessed, uh, estimated that 80 to 85% of people are actually like staying in and we have the stay at home orders. And um, so the vast majority of the people are, are actually doing what we need to be doing. And the feel is that's what's best for all of us. So we're going to do it. Um, What's the feel like in Hawaii? Is it similar to that? Uh, It's, it's, I think it's a little different. I think in Hawaii, we have different opportunities to, for containment being that we're on separate islands. Um, My island is actually in a pretty good spot. There hasn't been a ton of cases. Uh, Some of the other islands have you know, twice or four times as much many cases as our island does. Um, so as far as some of that uh, staying in, most of the people on our island are are staying home and doing what they can. Uh, they closed the beaches a couple weeks ago. That was kind of a okay. big hit. Um, you know, uh, lots of the hotels closed. So the tourism industries took a big hit. Mm. Um, but for the most part, people are... They're doing their part. Um, the other day, I drove to Costco without a mask, and they said you had to have a mask to come inside. So I had okay. to make one out of a shirt from the back of my car <laughs> uh, just to go in. But um, no, yeah, most places are closed. Uh, Target's still open. Home Depot's still open. Okay. McDonald's is open. Okay. And you have st- what are your orders through? Your stay-at-home orders. Um, initially. It was till April 30th. Okay. But um, I think last week, as far as school, school is concerned, the Department of Ed uh, called the rest of the school year. Yeah. Uh, so that's through May. Uh, so as far as my job and my kind of immediate circle, um, it's for the next couple months. Probably won't be on campus for till August. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, 
as a teacher, what's the, been the biggest change? I mean, there's the, I used to teach in a school and now I teach on Zoom. Um, has that been the biggest kind of adjustment or has, been, has there been something else that's kind of topped that? Um, well, initially, the timing of everything, we had spring break uh, kind of the middle of March. And right before we went on spring break, they had already put in some measures in Hawaii about um, limiting the number of events and people at, in attendance. And so heading into spring break, we kind of had like a heads up that things might be a little different when we came back from break. Um, they already had made a decision to extend the students' break by a few days. Okay. Um, and the plan was that students would stay home for a couple extra days after break and all the teachers and staff would come to school and we would get trained on on what might be needed um, trained in person and what what might be needed and a couple days after that uh, it was all adjusted and we would actually still receive that training but we would not be on campus and all of the training we received happened online so get this right after spring break um, all the teachers had to report for our Zoom training on Monday. And that training happened on Zoom. So those of us that knew how to Zoom and figure that out, we were okay, but there's a significant group of people who've never used Zoom or heard yeah. of Zoom, and they were gonna be trained on Zoom through Zoom. <laughs> um, so definitely like a big learning curve for like yeah. some of the tools we were using, but uh, past that, there's just this huge like, philosophical shift in education of how you approach your students and how you approach your class and um for me the things that I don't like about teaching are like paperwork and all those like formal types of things like meetings and mm. all those things and that's probably the least fun the most fun is the kids yeah. and interacting with them and right now all that's reversed um I never, I don't really get to see the kids. Um, there's no, uh, there's not a lot of interaction with them, but I have a ton of emails and I have a <laughs> ton of paperwork and um, logistical things that I need to do. And it's almost reversed. And that's just been a really big shift for me. Um, it's almost like my least favorite parts of teaching have been amplified and mm -hmm. my most favorite parts of teaching have been diminished. Um, but working through that and trying to find that balance again, um, for sure. Yeah. I know um, heading into the, the spring break, we had a bunch of big events coming up in springtime. I know lots of schools have spring is like a really happening time. Um, and we had, we've had to cancel a bunch of big events that our students have been planning. And I know it's, it's not a graduation. It's not a prom, but for, for seventh and eighth graders, there's, other things they look forward to and it's yeah. just a bummer to have to like cancel that and you know initially they were just postponed because we didn't really know and so being in the position I was I had to communicate to my whole um, every seventh grader at my school and let them know that we were postponing um, one of their big events that we've been planning since October. What was the event? Um, it was a it was called a biocultural blitz. So basically we were inviting fourth graders from other schools on our side of the island to come to our campus and our students were gonna um, share 
stories and songs that they've written, pieces of art that they've created, um, research that they've done about this place that we live in. And so it was going to be a full day of just kind of like a huge festival. Mm. Um, and every student planned it. Um, and we, I had to like write the email, like letting them all know, hey, we're going to be postponing this event um, due to just some conditions that are existing. Mm. And then, you know, all the follow-up emails were like, well, when's it going to be? <laughs> it's like, oh, we will let you know. And then, you know, two weeks later, there's no school and we're close. We're off campus till the 30th of April. Yeah. And I have to write more emails to students. And it's just, it's really hard. Um, yeah. I feel like email is not the best way to communicate with an 11 year old. <laughs> um, they don't understand punctuation. They don't, they don't, read into some of those things. Um, I've tried to put as many emojis in the email as possible, <laughs> but um, it's still limiting, you know? Uh, so is this, okay, is this biocultural blitz? Is this like a tradition that? No, I started it, or my team started really? it this year. Yeah. Uh, um, so I, 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 I told everyone you were creative. See, this is your, your creativity. So we, we invited on our guest list, we had over 300 fourth graders. So we had 309 year olds planning to come to our school on, uh, in April uh, for like a half day of stuff and um, everything was going to be student-led so all the snacks served that day would be cooked by my students my seventh graders um, every wow. promotional material we made we made commercials we made posters we made stickers and t-shirts all of that was student-made um, so it was like going to be this really fun thing and it's just a bummer they don't get to share it um, how it was originally designed. We are trying to figure out a way if there's a, do a way to do it digitally, but that's that's been a task. Yeah. So, man, I'm sorry that that got canceled. Man, future in the future, you'll make it yeah. happen again. Oh, totally. Um. So, how often are you in contact with like with other teachers that you know? I want to at some point get a parent on here who like now they, they, they can't go to work cause their kids are home and now they're a full-time teacher. And I, one of the questions I want to ask them is how many times a day do you, do you swear? Because <laughs> I've heard from so many parents of just how like just frustrating and I mean, they'll do anything for their kids and, and they're happy to do what they need to do. And they certainly don't want their kids in school right now. I mean, in this situation. Yeah. Um, there's just a piece to it of learning the learning curve. And I'm, I'm so grateful that my kids have teachers because now I get a glimpse of what they experience and what my kid is like at nine 30 in the morning when they want to snack and all this stuff. Is there for teachers, what's it been like um, for you and your co-teachers with all of this adjustment and new ways of teaching and learning? I think like one of the biggest shifts is just like the amount of contact time. So in a normal school day, um, you know, back in the old days when we used to go to campus, <laughs> um, I would have my class, you know, for 75 minutes every other day. Um, and now I have them for an optional 45 minutes of zoom a week. Optional. Okay. So, is it, um, and is it all of them at the same time? for 45 minutes? I, I've extended that invite. Um, so I've had, I've had to manage Zooms of 100 and plus students. Wow. Um, 
I've also had Zooms of, you know, four students. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, initially, you can't really plan for how this is going to roll out. So initially, yeah. we had all these plans like, oh, we're going to do we're going to do this zoom here. We're going to do this zoom here and then we'll do this and then we'll play a game and we'll have a video and it's going to be super fun. And then after, you know, that first couple days, like you realize that not everyone has the same access that you, you thought they did. Um, Mm. You know, coming on campus to a school building is surprisingly a huge equalizer. And I don't, I never grasped that. Wow. Um, That's a great insight. Okay. Keep going. You know, um, you don't really take into account like a family that has students of multiple ages. Now they're all trying to access the resources you have in your home at the same time. And those resources are, you know, quiet spaces, you know, comfortable spaces, something to write on a device, you know, Wi-Fi. Then there's also like the human resources, like they're competing for you, for parents, they're competing for assistance and they're competing for snacks and, um, all this stuff, but in, in school, uh, some of those get mitigated because of just the structure schools have in place. Mm-hmm. You know, at our school, um, the Wi-Fi is set up so that every student can be on it at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, like most houses, it's like if you're watching Netflix in there and I'm trying to play on my PlayStation in this room, like somebody's got to get off because yeah. it's just not working. But now you're trying to expect you know, parents to work and students be watching like an instructional video, like there's some inequity there. Um, I know Colorado is doing this, but uh, Hawaii is doing this too. The, the Department of Ed or the school districts are giving free grab and go meals. Um, mm. Different cafeterias at different campuses are offering up free meals for students under 18. And I know that's a huge blessing, but um, that also has impacted some of the stuff teachers have planned. Like if I'm planning to support you through a Zoom call at this time, um, I'm assuming that you're going to be home or that you're going to have access to Wi-Fi at that point. Um, And I've learned that the line for that meal pickup some days is over an hour. And so maybe a student's missing my Zoom time because he needed to be in the car with his dad to get the free meals for their family that day. Mm. Um, also just like the access to like attention um, yeah. has been tough. You know, I've seen, we did, we did eighth grade registration for high school last week on zoom. So we have these eighth graders who are going to high school next year. They're, you know, high school, everyone looks forward to that, especially yeah. when you're 13 and you're stuck as an eighth grader. Yeah. Um, we were giving them, you know, the tips. This is how you register. This is how you sign up for the classes you want. This is how you ensure you don't mess it up and you don't get slotted in that elective that you really hate. And it was sobering to see who showed up and who was supporting them. So we had students um, zooming in with two parents right next to them on their screens. We had students zooming in with, you know, older siblings. We had students zooming up with one parent. And then we had students doing it by themselves. And it mm. was just really tough to like, um, for me to see that is like, in school, um, it's just the student. It's just students. There's, there's, the parents aren't with them side by side. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, you do your best to like equip all students with the tools and skills they need to access what you're trying to teach them. But now that they're all home, um, 
not everyone has those uh, resources to help them access as readily as others. Or even um, desire or willingness. Yeah. Mo like motivation is huge. Like imagine teaching math and then telling students it's optional to meet up with your math teacher. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, okay, so out of a class of, what's an average class size for you? Uh, like around 20. And you have an optional, was it 45 minute Zoom meeting? Mm -hmm. How many students will typically show up? So the first week it was awesome. Like almost everybody showed up. Um, and then second week, there's more students who didn't show up. Last week was week three. Um, now, I'm now past the point where less than half are showing up. Mm. And so we're starting week four. This is the first day of week four for us for distance learning. Um, and we're just tracking those numbers and it's just going down. And you know, like some schools are making it mandatory, mandatory. You have to attend these sessions and you know, that's great for those schools, but I, I really am thankful that we're not making them mandatory because some, some people are just have more important things to do. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I'm really bummed. I don't see them coming into my Zooms, but um, I know that in the grand scale of things right now for some families, learning the systems of equations is not a priority. Um, you know, there are some families that their parents are still working because they are in that industry that um, still goes to work. Mm -hmm. So in that case, that my 13-year-old student is probably babysitting his six-year-old sister. Mm -hmm. um, and if he's doing that, I'm proud of him. And if he's missing my Zoom, I am proud of him mm -hmm. for doing that. It's, wow. just, it's really it changes what you value. Like in the old days, like I'd be like, Hey, you didn't show up to class. What have you been doing? Come at recess, you know, wipe some tables. <laughs> but now it's like, um, like, Hey, I know you missed my zoom. I just want to know like what you do for fun this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, That's are awesome. you finding time to like, are you still like, are you still FaceTiming your friends? Are you doing group chats with them? Are you texting them? Things like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. We know that we know sacrifices parents are making, healthcare workers, um, everybody, students. Um, what do we need to know about what teachers are going through right now? I think I think the same can be said for a lot of other jobs, but um, for teaching, I know uh, this is just not. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't mm -hmm. sign up to be. A content creator I did not sign up to be I now have a YouTube channel I have a you teacher YouTube channel all right um so I've learned how to edit videos and upload videos and do voiceovers and I'm slowly learning about monetization and all this other stuff but like I didn't sign up for that um I didn't sign up on how to create digital content um luckily I'm pretty good with computers um uh, and I can make digital content but I've, I've never been trained on Photoshop or graphic design or, you know, managing a digital space. And in, the same can be said for these students and their families. They didn't sign up to do online school. They didn't sign up for homeschool. Um, and I think, you know, just that mentality 
is you have to come to grips with that. And I've had to decide what to hold on to and what to let go. Oh, um, say, say more about that. You know, there's just like when you're a teacher, um, most teachers have routines. Um, routines help students be successful, especially in elementary school. Routines are like major. Um, I'm sure if you have young kids or you have young kids, I'm sure they could tell you the routines they have in their classroom like they do every day. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> for the first couple of days, I tried to bring those routines into my digital classroom and they just don't work. Like mm. I had to decide which ones were valuable and which ones aren't. Um, and I've, and I've come to the point where I realized like turning, turning homework in on time right now is not something I'm going to hold on to. Mm. If you can't turn it in on this day i get it because right now all sense of time is out the window and if me as a grown-up can't even tell you if it's tuesday or wednesday (laughs) um how the heck am i going to expect you to care and then also know what today is yeah um you know and it's just like it's weird like especially with like on-demand tv like of course you don't know what day it is because you can watch your cartoons every day when I was a kid, cartoons were only on Saturdays, so at least you know, oh, today's Saturday. Yeah. But now it's like every day, and um, you know, but that's one of the things I've had to let go. There's a flexibility, obviously, involved. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I imagine letting go of some things that you actually love is tough. <laughs> it is tough. Like um, teaching for this is my twelfth year teaching, man. It's crazy. Um, after teaching for so long, it, it's just a part of you. Um, it's who you are. Like, even before this, like, you could go to, the, to Target, and you're still a teacher at Target, you know? You're, like, at the beach, and there's, like, a kid who's, like, swinging something super sharp. You're in, your first instinct is, like, you want to go, like, say, hey, you probably shouldn't be swinging that. Um, you don't really turn it off. And, like, um, it's just a part of who you are. And so with this shift in education, like, teaching from home, um, it's you you kind of like wonder like okay so who who am i or who was i um apart from this like and i've always said that i was like introverted and that like i'm shy and i don't like big crowds of people and stuff like that you know like i think i'm a one wing nine but like after this like i realized enneagram talk for those of you who don't (laughs) know what one Um, wing nine is after this um I realized like I'm a lot more people oriented than I thought I was. Hmm. Um, Cause you know, after one week of working from home, I realized that at school, I probably talked to 300 different people every day, whether it's like, hi, hello, or like, I'm going to play you tetherball or like, I'm going to eat lunch with you. Um, I probably had 300 unique re- interactions you know, um, face to face. And I never really understood, like, I never thought about that way. I just thought of like, Oh, I have my class and I teach five classes and that's who I see. But after being home, you realize like, huh, people aren't that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there's a, I imagine there's like the, the countdown to Thanksgiving break or the, okay, we have two weeks left till, till winter break or Christmas day break, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you have the countdown to like summer vacation where you can't wait. Like we've put in the work. This has been 
a great year, a hard year, whatever. Can't wait for a few days off to be at home. But I bet this is different because this all of a sudden got taken from you. Um, oh, totally. So talk about, and for you especially, and, and I imagine most fantastic teachers, they got into this to be around students and to, to love them and to teach them and to care for them. And you, there's nothing that can replace the flesh and blood interaction. And yeah. you don't get that right now because it's been taken for you. And it's not been like a, it's been a great year. We have six school days left till, till summer break. And, and I can't wait to get out of here. This is, I imagine, quite different. Totally. It's totally different. Like, I love my job. I love my students, but I love summer too. Yeah. And um, it's definitely different when it's not on the calendar and it's not planned. Not um, on the calendar, yeah. When, when things, you know, change so quickly and so drastically. Um, you know, I, th- I just kind of think about like, I wrote some notes on about like things that were changing and like there were schedules that were changing daily for like two weeks of, oh, um, we're just going to cancel this event. Now we're going to cancel this event. And then before you know it, it's, it's been extended to the end of the school year. Um, being able to teach eighth graders have made, made it a little tougher too. Like for my seventh graders, I'm confident I'm going to see them, you know, in the fall mm-hmm. when they become eighth graders. But our eighth graders are going to be graduating and going on to high school. And it was tough to, like, think about, like, I probably won't see them ever again. Like, mm-hmm. most of them in real life. Um, and then you just, you don't prepare for that. You don't, um, you know, before spring break, it was, like, the Friday before. And we did, like, a school, like, a fun activity. and you know, you you didn't think it was going to be the last time you saw this young kid, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because you definitely would have said something different to them instead of bye, don't be (laughs) stupid, you know, be safe. Like, I would have definitely said something different. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's definitely tough um, to have that interaction missing when it's Mm -hmm. such a, critical part of your job um and for you your favorite part of your job yeah totally like I don't know who's who isn't loving that part like Mm -hmm. um but I know something about that like face-to-face interaction has just been missing because there's just some some students that need that connection at school some some young people don't have um many influences pouring into them um you know and going to school was an automatic way for you know a dozen new options of adults that could pour into a student um the equalizer you talked about earlier yeah and it's just it's a bummer like um i have a couple students that are signing up for every single zoom I offer and signing up for every single mm. office hour. And when they show up, I'm like, Hey, how can I help you? You're just struggling with your math. And they're like, no, I just want to come. Yeah. And, and it just, it t- t- tells you a lot about what that student might be doing outside of that time or like who's pouring into them um, when they're not at school. Yeah. And it also tells you a lot about their respect for you as a teacher. Um, 
And so I think, and I have kids and they zoom with their class and their teachers and it's, it's the next best thing right now. And Corey and I are so grateful that there's that option and that they yeah. can do it. Um, I think our kids do it a couple times a week and they love it. They love it. And I'll, I, I won't tell them this, but when it's their turn to talk, they'll unmute and I'll just eavesdrop and listen to what they're telling yeah. their teachers. And then we'll talk about it later. So, um, man, well done to you. Let me ask you one more question before we move on here, unless there's anything else you want to, you want to say. And here it is. I talked about like as parents, there's this newfound appreciation for teachers. Tell me about how that works the other way. This whole situation that teachers find themselves in, how has that brought about a newfound appreciation for the parents of your students? I will say this is probably the most interaction I've had with parents probably in my entire teaching career. Hmm. Um, getting emails and even those are, some of them have found me on social. So I'm getting like Instagram messages and stuff like that. But um, some, some might find it overwhelming, but I find it encouraging. I find it um, almost like a partnership. Like now, Hey, like now we're really in together. Um, we're, we're both, we're all trying to improve the quality of life for your, for your student. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not just now, but for their future. And um, I'm really appreciative for the parents that are asking questions that are, that are trying to just, you know, understand what their teachers are trying to ask of their students to do. Um, you know, I've, it's just, it's just funny, like up on social, there's just the whole, you know, spectrum, like there's all those funny posts of like parents being like, super annoyed about the new math yeah. that the teachers are trying to assign but like um i think i take that all in like stride like that's that's reality not everybody is going to have the resources to do what um what's being asked and i i love that there's parents who if they they're lacking that they feel like they can ask yeah. that they can have that conversation with us and you know, I'm like, literally, this is how my day goes. I have like my pre uh, pre set up zoom times. And then I'm, I'm expected to be in within email contact between 730 and 330 every day. Okay. So tomorrow on like a Tuesday, I basically have one zoom time. But for the rest of the day, I'm literally just waiting for a kid to ask for help mm -hmm. or respond to an email. So when parents email, it's great. Um, trying to just get them help and support and just connect and yeah you know support their student yeah i like that line about feels more like a it feels like a partnership with parents i didn't think about it that way although i probably should have that's good okay are you ready to move on to, to part two of this conversation sure yeah okay in the midst of this so you've been a teacher this is your 12th year you do it to to be in the same room with students and to watch them flourish and to teach them that right now temporarily the classroom setting has, has been taken for you. There's all these adjustments. There's these, man, are my kids, is this kid getting support from their parents? Are they on Zoom right now because they're getting yelled at when they're not on Zoom, whatever. In the midst of all of that, we believe God can, can bring about good things. How have you seen God in the last several weeks? Uh, what's God doing? How's God working in you? Or how have you seen God working in others, the world, your students, the families? Uh, where is God taking you? What you got, Lane? 
Um, I definitely, as far as teaching goes, I'm going to start with that. Yeah. Um, I do think, I do think schools have been kind of like stuck for a while. Um, just kind of the, just some of the formats, especially as you get um, into like middle school and high school, but like, there's just some systems I think that have been, you know, um, stagnant and stuck um you know not everybody learns best from completing worksheets Hmm. things like that um and you know right now you can't really run off your worksheets and hand them off to your students um and what you used to do in the classroom doesn't always translate online so i've had to like really look at what is the learning that i want to happen what is the growth that i I'm anticipating what is this actual next step that I want my students to make and you know reflecting on is the way that I used to have them do that really the best way is mm-hmm. there another way that could work that um, I can have them try to experience through this medium um, so it's definitely like caused me to reflect on on my practice as an educator and like really think about why I do things and what lessons I'm doing and what activities we do. And like, now that I only have 45 minutes with them, if they even show up, yeah, I'm not going to use that 45 minutes to be like, okay, we're going to do um, 40, like we're going to do 40 math problems, odd ones only. Like we're <laughs> not going to do that. Um, you know, I always believe that learning is highly collaborative. And so um, I try to like make, now I'm trying to make all my Zoom times with them conversational where we're just talking and we're sharing and interfacing because that's what they can't do on their own. They can't have that dialogue on their own. I could, if they really need them to practice 20 problems, I could just send them to a website that'll let them do that whenever they want. And most of my students will say they want to do it at 11 o'clock at night. So why not do that at 11 o'clock at night? Um, definitely, um, pushing me to just be way more authentic and way more purposeful. Mm. Uh, so it's another level of learning what to hold on to and what to let go. And that yeah. only not even works. I think your first line was about how schools have, have maybe been stuck. Not only works on a personal level, but maybe on an organizational mm-hmm. level also. Like I know um, I've for the last couple of years, I've been like, not a huge fan of letter grades and some of that stuff because it's a re- kind of arbitrary when you think about it. But like these last couple weeks that we've gone online, um, you really see that these numbers, like 88 out of 100, doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> um, especially when, you know, you're getting conversations with like other teachers and students like, okay, so I gave this assignment how do I know that his brother didn't help him do it? I'm like, you don't. <laughs> yeah. so, and now it's like, okay, so now what, how do you, how do you figure out what they know? Like your old way of assessing or my old way of grading or that person's way of getting grades is, has to be rethought. And, mm. um, you know, I think that that's helpful. That helps students. Um, it's just a bummer that, it's hap- 
it's forced upon us in this situation to have to rethink some of that. Um, You know, uh, it's definitely, you know, God, God's just really funny. Like I'm thinking about your question earlier, just like um, what I do. And Mm -hmm. uh, this year I'm the seventh grade team leader. uh, And it's only my second year at the school. So last year I was approached during my first year at this school. Um, I'm also, I was also on a temporary contract. So I wasn't even a permanent employee. And they asked me to be the team leader. And I kind of went back and forth on it. You know, like, I don't really want to do this. That's a lot of work. Like, they should ask someone who's been here longer. I don't know all the ins and outs. I don't know their ways. Um, but in the end, I'm it. And um, it's just really funny how God works. Uh, you know, it's the other week, the old team leader shot me an email. And he, he said to me, like, it's really good that you're our leader this year because he can't even set up a zoom call <laughs> and he it was a joke like totally a joke but um right. it was really affirming and encouraging to hear that from him um you know it is very fortunate that i have the skill set that i do with like my comfortable like that i'm comfortable with technology and computers and things like that um to help our team this year because if that wasn't the case this could have been a lot messier than it yeah. than it's been and um it's one of those for such a time as this situation yeah it's it's very um i i just totally see god all over that um especially now looking back on that um and just kind of putting me in a place where um i value you know student connection and like relationships with students and you know pouring into them and you know pushing that um on my grade level and that's how I'm leading this team and it's just been really fun this whole year and now we're at a place where we don't see them in real life and it's just been really cool to see um the students responding to my team because we poured into them relationally that they still come for zooms even if it's optional um uh, I I can't think of many middle schoolers who would voluntarily wake up at eight to go to their language arts <laughs> class. So, so you you and other teachers have built a rapport and trust, obviously, and yeah, um, no brainer in my opinion to make you the team leader, Lane. <laughs> well, that thanks. doesn't surprise anyone. Yeah. Uh, okay. Any other any other way you've seen God that you wanna that you wanna share? Um it being stuck at home just kind of like reminds me of i've been thinking about this for like the last couple weeks and um there's just been times in my life where like i felt like i was stuck or like held back or just kind of like held down and you know in a place where like you gotta wait like don't do anything don't take any steps yet just kind of chill And for me, like, that's always been hard to just kind of sit and wait and like, not do nothing, but not really be in charge of actively moving forward. And 
when when this all happened and like we were asked to like teach from home like the it very quickly like threw me back to those times in my life where I felt like oh no I'm stuck like mm. um we're not going to move forward um being it someone who had a temporary job I was thinking like well if they're going to scale back next year my I, my position's probably going to be gone because I'm not even permanent so just kind of like all those thoughts came flooding in and just how do you like i know i know i'm meant to like teach i know god placed me at my school for those reasons and it was just really it's really confusing it's like okay so i'm here and now i might not be here and now this is this really weird situation and i can't go to school but i feel like those are my best gifts yeah um so now i can't use them um and it's just it reminded me of just like like david and and how even though he was called to do great things those great things didn't come until after a long long time hmm. um and that was just prep that was just you know getting you ready building your skill set um this is definitely teaching me how to manage my time i was never good at that and now yeah. i have to be yeah um there's little skills that i'm being forced to do where like when you go to your job whatever job it is they have the schedule for you so you don't have to manage it and if you're a teacher they even told you when to go to the bathroom so it was great <laughs> um and so now it's i am i'm slowly being able to gain some perspective and see some of the the things that i'm being able to practice right now um if you asked me this during the first week of the quarantine, I definitely would have different answers for you. Yeah. But um and the same might be true if I asked you like 4 weeks from now. Oh, totally. Um but just like that perspective and even just like a gratitude like um I have this really I feel weird like talking about teaching and like even complaining a little bit, but like I'm just really grateful that I still get to teach. Mm -hmm. Um there are some there are some school districts that their students don't have technology mm -hmm. to even zoom with their mm -hmm. teachers um so just being able to be um grateful for some of that yeah but um i definitely feel that tension of like like um god's pulling you back almost like a like shooting an arrow like a bow and arrow kind of thing like in order to launch something forward you got to draw it back mm. um and I, I definitely kind of feel some of that right now mm of um you know and i think that the same can be said said for anybody like when you're in your spot when you're in your groove and then you can't go do it it's like why why can't yeah. i do this thing that i know i was built for mm -hmm. um yeah and then the question becomes what am i learning here which you are you've already asked that one yeah yeah well no doubt i mean you're still impacting your students and, and not only the students but their families and and same as for teachers everywhere so thank you for what you continue to do um all right last question then we'll get you out of here because you have three more zoom calls this afternoon <laughs> <laughs> okay i've been asking this to everyone we've been interviewing um paul this dude paul writes a letter in the new testament to the church in philippi it's philippians chapter four he says this i have learned how to be content i've learned to be content whatever the circumstances I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content 
in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So we're content here. It, it means to be in a state of peacefulness, a state of satisfaction. Um, so Paul's saying, I, I, I can, I've learned to be content um, when things are going the best they've ever gone. And I've learned to be content when I, I can't leave my house or actually see my students um, and, and like look them in the actual eye without a computer screen in front of me. In the midst of that and all of this, how are you learning to be content, at peace, satisfied? So uh, I've made some notes here. So I wrote uh, creativity. Okay. What does, that mean? what does that mean for you? Okay. Um, so I kind of talked about this before. Like I'm horrible at time management. Um, so when I have free time, like when it's not like structured time, that's really tough for me. Okay. Um, but with all this downtime, um, I've been able to be a lot more creative with my time, like just using it for the things that I like doing. So music and art and drawing and painting and stuff like that. I've been able to tap into some of that. And with that, I've been kind of been able to give away some stuff. Mm. Uh, and it's like a, it's like that saying, like you, you, you get more than you give and stuff like that. And it's sounds lame, but it's kind of true. Yeah. Um, not kind of, it is true. <laughs> um, I've been able to work on some art pieces for some other people that I normally wouldn't have had time for. Um, and that's something that I enjoy doing, but I don't always find the time to do. Mm -hmm. And recently it's been nice to do that and then gift something to someone mm. or provide them something with someone. Um, like another example of that is just the last week, my brother and I decided that we were going to do um, worship on Facebook live. Mm -hmm. And that's just been something that we typically, we've always done that, but um, the past couple months we've had less opportunities to do that. And then um, now that we've been stuck at home, we've, we've had none. And so last week was the first time we were able to do that. And it was just a really great experience to just realize what is available and what exists and what we have access to. Um, we talk about like being content and like appreciating that and noticing that I think creating and giving away helps you recognize what you have. Mm around you to give mm. um and then through that act of giving it away or sharing it it helps you recognize that you you did have things you, there is stuff that you still have that yeah. wasn't taken away mm, that's good um another thing was just talking um that helps is the idea of focus and my focus has definitely shifted um moving into this fourth week but initially you know it's all about what's going to happen to this what's going to happen to this and worrying about all these other things and it's got to the point where starting to focus on just what is the what is the one thing what is the main thing mm -hmm. um as far as teaching goes it's like not really worried what grades my kids are getting or like how how quickly or how slowly they're picking up what i'm trying to teach them it's 
did my kids show up? Did they try? Did they open the link? Did they read my email? Um, and I'm appreciating that. I'm trying to recognize that. I can't, I can't even imagine what it's like to be one of my students right now, to be 12 years old, um, to be home all day, surrounded by your toys, surrounded by your own video games and your TV and your bed. And then you're asked to go do school. <laughs> Um, delivered by people who aren't professionally trained to deliver it online. Mm. Um, like it just, to me, it's unrealistic. And the fact that some of my students are actually trying is like huge. Yeah. And so I'm trying to focus on that. I'm not trying to focus on like, Oh, well you didn't get all of these. Right. Or like, Hey, you did it two days late. And I'm going to focus on the attempt. I'm going to focus on the effort. I'm going to focus on like mm. you showed up. Um, and I'm going to praise that and I'm going to dig into that and hopefully use that to have a conversation with you as opposed to trying to give you makeup work. <laughs> but uh, That's really good. That's really good. Creativity, focus. Nice. Lessons for us all. <laughs> you have another one? Um, I had one, but I kind of connected with it. It was just being generous and generosity. Yeah. Um, I think looking out for that generosity is super helpful. Um, the other week, uh, my landlord came by and just told all of us that he's going to give us 20% off rent. Um, and you know, that's super nice of him because the only interactions I have with him is when stuff breaks (laughs) and for him to do that. And he was walking around to everybody in our complex and, you know, he's going to end up taking a 20% hit mm-hmm. um, by doing that. And it just was, it, it just helps you become aware. Um, it's so easy to get, to get focused and stuck on like what's, what's closed and like what can't you do anymore and, you know, all those things. But mm-hmm. it takes intention to look for the generosity um, yeah. that's there. And I yeah. think that that helps you stay in that mindset. Awesome. Creativity, focus, generosity. I love it. Well, Wayne Arakaki, middle school teacher extraordinaire. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's been a joy as always talking with you. You're one of my favorite oh, thank people. You. So. <laughs> Thanks man. Same, appreciate same here. You're Thanks. awesome. Appreciate having you here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been experience number 61, seeing God in a pandemic with middle school teacher Lane Arakaki. This has been what's true for everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay content. Much love to you all, and we will see you next time. Grace and peace.